Hello, this is Elizabeth Copeland with Grief Dialogues podcast that we affectionately call Grief Bursts. Today I'm honored to be meeting with Mary Ormbreck, who's going to share her story about her father and his, his passing. And thank you, Mary, for coming today. Thank so you. Um, share with the listeners your story about your father. Sure. So over a year ago, it was, it was May 17th of 2018. Me and my partner, we were supposed to go to a retreat that weekend. For, it was a Thursday, so for four days and return on Sunday. I, uh, I had woken up early in the morning to my father yelling downstairs, and I heard him yelling, Mary, Mary, and I run, Mary, Mary, and immediately I'm waking up, a little discombobulated. I run downstairs, and my father was in his den. He had fallen out of his chair, so he, was, he had fallen on his knees. So I, I helped pick him up, and I said, are you okay? He said, no, I'm fine. I just need to get to the bathroom. Okay. So I walk him to the bathroom, and before he closed the door, I said, do you want me to wait outside the bathroom? Are you okay? And my father said, no, I'm, I'm fine. Everything's fine. You can go back upstairs. It's okay. Well, something happened, and I felt instinctively that I should grab my phone. So I run upstairs, I grab my cell phone, and then I hear this, bam, bam. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I run down the stairs and I see my father. He had fallen and half his body, his torso and his head were against the tub. And then his legs were hanging out the bathroom door. So immediately I'm like, dad, dad, Oh my God, are you okay? And I thought he was conscious, but his, his eyes were moving back and forth really quickly and I thought he'd maybe hit his head. So immediately I saw that and I get down on my knees and I'm calling 911 and I'm like, you know, my father had taken a spill and I thought at first he had hit his head because I saw blood on the bathroom floor. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying not to panic, I'm trying to stay calm. I'm calling 911 and I said, look, my father, I don't know if he's had a heart attack, if he had fallen in his head. Will you please get here? This is my address. So there are paramedics and the woman, I was, or the woman I was talking to on the phone, she's very calm and she's like, okay, they'll be there in a few minutes. I'm like, okay, thank you very much. So in the meantime, I get off the phone, I put my cell phone down and I see my dad, my dad's body. And he started slowly, his eyes, his rapid eye movement back and forth started slowing down and I'm watching his chest. And then I was like, Dad, are you okay, Dad? And then the next thing you know, sadly, I see his arms start moving in closely, like they were getting tighter and tighter. I'm like, oh no. And then I heard this, which I presumed to be the death rattle. I never heard that before. Mm -hmm. I heard stories about the death rattle. Mm -hmm. I heard the death rattle twice and the breathing, he stopped breathing from his breathing being really shallow to stopping. Mm -hmm. So immediately I put my dad, I propped, so I moved his body from up on the tub and I propped him down flat and immediately I started chest compressions. Mm -hmm. And um, I was hoping that 
you know, this is like, okay, <laughs> I was just, I was counting out loud and I was into it and I was, I was doing that and I was hoping that, you know, something, I'm like, come on, dad, please don't, don't you do this to me, <laughs> you know, and I, I remember at the time there were this tears streaming down my face and I'm like, come on, dad, come on, let's go, let's go, come on, don't let this be the thing that takes you out, I'm like, and I'm just, Trying to, I don't know if I was trying to self-soothe at that moment, but mm-hmm. I, I wanted him to be okay, and I wanted to help mm-hmm. everything I could to help save his life. Mm-hmm. And I realized at that point, he didn't hit his head. He probably had a heart attack. So, yeah. and my dad, sadly, he had previously had had three heart attacks throughout my life. So mm-hmm. this was the big one, the fourth right. one, that, sadly. But uh-huh. so I'm in the middle of chest compressions, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then... I hear the paramedics. They're like, can we come in? I'm like, please come in. <laughs> yes. And they saw me. I, I didn't stop until yeah. they told me to. Uh-huh. And I said, look, I said, I'm at number count 30, whatever in the chest compressions. Will you please take over? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they had taken his body and they moved him out mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the living room. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, I had already called my girlfriend I called Aaron and I said, we please come here. Dad fell. Mm-hmm. And Aaron, she was there in 20 minutes mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Oh, and <laughs> my neighbor who was leaving for work, mm-hmm. she saw the ambulance and she said, Mary, do you need me? Mm-hmm. I said, please come in here. Because yeah. I was alone. I was scared. Oh. And she came in and Aaron arrived finally. But my neighbor came in and she said, Mary, I was in the living room with my dad. I didn't want to leave him alone. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. said, come on, let's, let's go into the kitchen. So then Aaron came in. I told her what had happened. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God. And she saw dad in the living room, and they were working on him. Mm-hmm. I remember um, at that time we were in the kitchen, and I don't remember a lot of the conversation we were having, but I remember my neighbor Carol and me and Aaron sitting and we were praying mm. we were praying so hard mm. <laughs> and at that moment like i've i've had some struggles with higher power and religion but at that moment i was like please yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. whatever this is please don't don't take my dad mm-hmm. and um so we were praying in the kitchen and then probably maybe 20 minutes later after them working on him for about a good 40 minutes mm-hmm. Boy, yeah. The paramedic came in and he said, "You know, I'm really sorry, but uh, your father has passed." Right. And uh, I, uh, I remember I had that, that feeling, that sense of, mm-hmm. I felt so numb. Mm. And I felt I felt so, <laughs> so sad. And I I didn't I didn't mm. really um I didn't know how to respond or how to act to that. But mm. I remember. I walked into the living room and I just looked at him and I just cried. Oh, yes. Yes. And cried. And I've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. That that sense of loss mm-hmm. because there's trauma and there was shock. And then there was a bit of anger and disbelief. So I had this huge array of emotions. Mm. Yes. And what is your father's name? His name's Robert. Robert. And you said he had a heart attack beforehand. Had he been ill or had he? My father was very old school. Mm. He never really told me what was happening with his health. Mm. I know he had had three previous heart attacks before. Mm. He had diabetes Mm. and high blood pressure. And he just, 
this was the thing that right this finally, is, finally took you took so it him. wasn't a huge surprise in that you knew he had all these things but right. the the manner of course huge shock and one of the things that I've come across is no matter how prepared you are when it happens you're not prepared right uh, whether it be in the hospital or you know whatever that you're just not prepared mm-hmm. um, so what do you did you know your father's wishes in terms of what he wanted to be done with his body or any kind of service or did you what what did you could you do anything that mm-hmm. comforted you obviously he's now passed right. um, are there other family members you have to notify uh, what was your next steps right um during this process when we were in the kitchen I called my I had to call my brother mm-hmm. and my brother did show up mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. he showed up before actually after my father had passed mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. Um, so I had to notify him mm-hmm. and I had called I had I called only a couple of people mm-hmm. I, I was just in too much shock mm-hmm. and disbelief mm-hmm. and um, Aaron and my brother and my other friends they were I had them call mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some of my relatives because I wasn't able to do no, it no I can imagine not right Right. Was your father working at the time? No, he was retired. He was retired. Okay, so at least you didn't have to call the office and say, Yeah. He's not going to work today. Right, exactly. Right, right. So during this time when you were struggling with your grief um, and the shock of grief, <laughs> was there anything that it, someone said or did that you just, you know, looking back on it now, you thought, that really helped? Or conversely, mm-hmm. boy, that really didn't help. <laughs> um. The things that really helped at the time was not being alone. Mm-hmm. I I found that being surrounded by people was key for me. Mm-hmm. I I noticed when uh, I was by myself, I was alone with my own thoughts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I felt that was kind of a dangerous place for me to be. And. Mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't really function unless I was with somebody else. To be honest, I I felt that um something at the time I had this switch in my brain that something bad was gonna happen mm-hmm. for some reason. I think my brain was trying to process everything that oh, wow. had happened. Yes. So, yes. and I also had this belief too that. Um, Aaron took me away to mm. Mount Rainier to get away mm. a month oh. a month or so later. Yeah. And I remember my great uncle lived down the street from us at the time and I said, you know, I'm kinda of scared. I feel like if we go out of town something else bad's gonna happen to somebody I love. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And she said, I understand, you know, you're you know, you're you're going through all this grief mm-hmm. and anxiety and mm-hmm. fear and this mm-hmm. whole gamut of emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, absolutely. So I was mm-hmm. That was challenging. Yes. That was challenging. And the other, to answer the other question, the things that were not helpful mm-hmm. at the yes. time. Yes. I had a lot of um, relatives. I don't want to say relatives. I had a relative that mm-hmm. was calling, and that was my aunt, and she was calling and asking for things. She was asking for hey, do you remember that guitar that me and your dad and your Aunt Mary, we all played on, your dad taught us how to play guitar on? Can I have that? Mm-hmm. And her um, asking, like, the day after he passed away, because mm-hmm. she came to visit and uh-huh. take us out to lunch. Uh-huh. But then she came back to the house. 
Mary, do you remember that clock that was in your grandparents' house? Can I have that? Right. <laughs> I was in such shock, and I didn't yeah. care at that moment in yeah. time. I said, Erin, go get it and give it to her. You know, yeah. I like, guess yeah. get her out of here. Yes. No, that would be... That, pretty darn selfish it really is yeah yeah Yeah. letting people have time to process right Um, instead of asking for things right after right after yeah Yeah. it's like oh i'm sorry my brother's gone but hey can i have that can i have x y and z please yeah Yeah. right wow and um i know this was probably one of the most traumatic because you weren't expecting it no not at all and and uh, so but I know that you suffered other griefs. Right. You know, is that shortly before or after or? That was what? before. Before, before, and and tell us about that because sure. this is all compiling. This is oh. like multiple. Oh griefs. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. My um, my mother. Mm-hmm. Her name is Kathy. Kathy. Mm-hmm. She passed away in March of two thousand. I think it was twenty March twenty first of two thousand sixteen. Oh boy. Okay. My. So that was like the year before. Uh, two years. Two years before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And my parents have been married for over 40 years. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My my mother, um, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is this okay? Oh, no, no, okay. no. Okay. It's fine. My, my mother, that one was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, she was my best friend. Oh. oh I told oh. her everything my whole life. So mm-hmm. this one's still really gets me choked up mm-hmm. this one's mm-hmm. still kind of hard to talk about but oh yeah but it's okay but it's, it's, it's okay time. no no it's okay. okay um my mother she had a lot of health problems mm-hmm. she had like all these chronic things that just mm-hmm. kind of came up and kind of mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. um she had things like aside from having like a she had kind of like a heart thing mm-hmm. she had a Excuse me, she at one point she had sleep apnea. Uh, yes. She had that for a while, but then it went away. She had this rare lymphatic disease. Uh-huh. Um, oh. She had all these things. She had a trach. She had, she had emphysema. Um, oh, my gosh. <clears throat> she had a trach for about 10 years, and then she had the trach taken out, which uh-huh. is good. But she had all these things. That just Right. Taken. So she was not well. She wasn't well. And right. that was probably like the last like 10 to 15 years of her life. Mm. I just remember her being chronically mm-hmm. sick. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, in that time, she had been on and off hospice for about three years. Oh, my gosh. So, no, no, three times she's on and off hospice. Yes. And we kept on joking about <laughs> her and her achievements being, yay, mom, you graduated. Yay, yeah. not on hospice anymore. Yeah, right. And so we took those little victories as wins. And, mm-hmm, okay, this mm-hmm. is looking hopeful, right? Right, right. Um, so with my mom, things were really, uh, things just kind of happened. I don't want to say quickly. It kind of happened all gradually. Right. Um, I remember my mom, we were, at, um, we were at home, and she had been complaining of, uh, a pain that was happening mm-hmm. and I said okay well let's just monitor it very carefully and mm-hmm. let's let's see what happens mm-hmm. and she said you know this is really unbearable I need to go mm. to the to the hospital I'm like okay so I drove her to the hospital mm-hmm. and I remember I was like do you want us to stay and at the time my mom's like no no it will be fine I'm like mom <laughs> yeah really <laughs> let, let us stay let's be supportive of you let us help you so my mother being stubborn like no you guys go home we went home Mm -hmm. okay fine 
-hmm. So we get phone calls the next day. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the phone calls were from my mother and also from, you know, like I was talking to the nurse too because I wanted to know what was happening. And my mom's like, well, I need a blood transfusion. And my mom was crying because she was always scared to get a blood transfusion. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mom, this is so safe today. Right. Because like they are really careful with blood. It's okay. So Mm -hmm. do that. And that was reassuring for her that I was... I was letting her right. know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she did that. And she had, we went to go see her in the hospital after the blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. And she looked really peppy and mm-hmm. felt, she looked like really good and happy and mm-hmm. vibrant. And mm-hmm. I hadn't seen her look like that in a long time, oh, which was wow. yes. really, which was really nice. And I thought this was assuring. Mm-hmm. Well, the doctor said that they had found, or I'm sorry. The doctor told me they needed to access her kidney because mm-hmm. they said there was something going on with her kidney functions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they needed to actually go in and mm-hmm. they needed to say, like, drain her kidney. Right. I right. say tap her kidney, but they right. need to right. drain yeah. They need to drain her kidney. Right, yes. So they were going to go in, mm-hmm. sedate her, put her in mm-hmm. that procedure, and then they were unable to access her kidney. Oh. Do you know why? I do know why. Oh, dear. So what had uh-huh. happened was another phone call from the doctor. Hey, Mary, can you come in right away? We really need to talk to you. Okay, I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes later, I'm down yeah. back at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they said, look, we can't access your mother's kidney because there's a huge mass in the way. I'm like, <gasps> what? I was like... How is this oh, overlooked? Yeah. So, yeah. so that moment, you know, you're from right. that time of like, okay, I'm really pissed off yeah. because you wanted somebody to take some kind of accountability somewhere for right. dropping oh, sure. the ball on this. And you're like, okay, well, I was like, now my mind's like, oh, it's cancer. Just cut it out. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Just cut yeah. it out and get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. So they told me the mass had been metastasized so much it was stage four and I was like oh my god so I'm I'm sitting there just at the table complete disbelief I'm just in shock I'm crying Uh I had to call my dad and tell him this and I don't think my dad really grasped this he's like oh she'll be fine I'm like no no no, not this time no Uh yeah she's really not gonna be fine she's not gonna bounce back Mm -hmm. and so and at that moment in time, like all this was left on my shoulders. Oh. I remember um, we went back to the room, and mm-hmm. the doctor had told my mom. She mm-hmm. said, "Look, if you want us to, we can, we can remove this. We mm-hmm. can do uh, these other procedures." Mm-hmm. And my mom said, "You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, want yeah. any more procedures." Yeah. I'm like. Oh no! And, and, and then I <laughs> yeah. had to be like really tough for my mom. So like the doctor's sitting there and she's telling us this, and I'm holding my mom's hand. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. And then I was like, tears running down oh, my sure. face. My mom's like, honey, wiping my tears away. I'm like, no, I'm okay, mom, I'm okay. <laughs> and uh, sorry. No, no, please. Always take a moment. Sure. Or two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. Um, so I remember the doctor at that point, the doctor said, you know, this could either be months mm-hmm. or weeks. We mm-hmm. don't really know. Mm-hmm. But she said, if you know, we want to make you comfortable. So we have these great assisted living places that would take you and care for you. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> yes. I said, 
mom, you're going to go down way so much faster if you go to one of those places. You're not going to be around your family. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you need to be around people surrounded by love. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my mom was, she kind of fought me on that a little bit. She's like, Mary, I don't want to put you out and blah, 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 and your job. And I said, okay, I got this. Wait, hold on. Yeah. I'm calling my job. Hey, um, so look, this is the deal. Yeah, really. And I told him, I said, look, this is the deal. I don't know how much time I have to take off yeah. or how much PTO I need to use, but my mother's my priority. They're like, go do yes, this. Yes, yes. So I told my mom I was okay. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about this. Mm-hmm. I went home and I took my mom's hospital bed mm-hmm. and I rearranged the living room. I put my the, her hospital bed in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. I moved the couch right next to the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. So I rearranged the living room for mm-hmm. my mother's comfort. Sure, of course. Yes. So my mother came home two days later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the midst of my mom coming home, we had the hospice nurse come over and she gave me this array of meds and how to give them to her and what to do to make her comfortable when that time starts coming mm-hmm. so she doesn't feel any pain. Right. And uh, I remember uh, from the time my mom got home, she uh, first thing she did mm-hmm. when she when the paramedics brought her in, mm-hmm. put her in the hospital bed, she's like, Mare, come here a minute. And like, I said, Okay, mom. <laughs> and I sat down next to her. And she she grabbed my hand. And uh-huh. She said, "Mom, she's like, Mare, there's one thing I want you to promise me." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Mom, anything. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Mm-hmm. I want you to promise me that you're never gonna use drugs or drink again, no matter what, no matter what happens, oh, wow. no matter okay. how hard this is gonna be for you. Uh-huh. It's not an option. Right. I'm like, I promise. Uh, yep. It's yep. not an option. Yep. Yep." Yeah. Okay. Had you had a problem before? Or, I, yeah. I, I had, yes. Yeah, okay. I, I had. Um, so that was her, her dying wish, that was, was to see my you stay healthy? Yes. Oh, what a beautiful. Because yes. my, mother, my mother was a very uh, supportive um, parent, and mm-hmm. she was very actively involved in me mm-hmm. and my sobriety, and she went to every sobriety birthday every year up until that point. Yes, yes. So she, my mother knew. Yeah. Oh, she did. So... I know this may sound a little weird, but do you find her kind of like sitting on your shoulder sometimes? Oh, all the time. Oh, good. All yeah. the time. <laughs> yes. I always feel like I hear this little voice in the back of my head that says, Mare. <laughs> right. I, right. I, I, I love that. She, mm-hmm. uh, she, she knew. That, mm-hmm. was, that was the best promise I've ever made to anybody, mm-hmm. and I've honored that promise. Good for you. Yes. I've been clean sober for over 12 years. (gasps) Oh my, that's terrific. Congratulations. Yes. Oh my goodness. And so the remembrance of your mom. So, what do you do now? Is there there anything special that you do that reminds you of your mother or things that you wear or music you listen to or anything? Well, let me see here. Every once in a while, I'll wear that, I'll wear a cross necklace that she gave me for my birthday. And sometimes I will I will sit there and I'll listen mm-hmm. to some like old like rock and roll because mm-hmm. my mom loved like the fifties and sixties uh, rock and roll. Sure, sure. So I listen to that sometimes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even uh, musicals. My mom loved musicals. Oh, yes, yes. And she got me into musicals, mm-hmm. so I have much appreciation for musicals and plays because of her. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yes. Now, was your father living at home at the time? Yes. You, you were okay. Yeah. So he understood about you arranging the living room and all that good. He understood. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was he was okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't so much involved. I don't think he knew how to because he was probably in a certain amount of denial. Oh yes, I would imagine. 
I would imagine. So like, everything sort of fell on everything your shoulders. Everything fell on my shoulders. Yeah. Your brother was helpful as much as he could be? As much or? as he could be. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. I know he has a family and he was busy with other things. Right. So. But. Yeah. Yeah. I feel. I feel. Uh, I sometimes look back and I don't want to be resentful. Mm-hmm. But I know that I wish he had been more active. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, and he was dealing with it in his way, which wasn't right. particularly helpful for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. So, what kind of things happened then that um, that were helpful for you? What did the people share with you or do for you that was helpful? I remember I went to a grief counselor, mm-hmm. and this was shortly after she passed because she passed way days later. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So it wasn't very long. It wasn't okay. very long at all. Mm-hmm. And I remember the grief counselor. She said, "You know." This is the worst part of all this because mm-hmm. this is what grief looks like. She said, if you feel like you've been dropped in the middle of a forest mm-hmm. and there's this thick fog all mm-hmm. around you. Mm-hmm. And then she said, the forest is this forest you've never been in. And she said, you're going to have to learn how to navigate your way mm-hmm. out of that forest. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That's an amazing metaphor for right, this. Right, right. And that's what it feels like. It feels yeah. like that. Right, yeah. It's kind of like, how do I walk in this world without this person? Because mm-hmm. this person's been in my whole life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That you relied on and cared for and loved deeply. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And again, things people did that weren't helpful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they usually are, sadly. Um, there was... <laughs> I had people... I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But I had, <laughs> yes. I had I had people asking me for my mother's jewelry. Um, oh my word! My mother's wedding ring. I'm like, no, no. that was off to me. No. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh well, can I have this of your mother's? Oh gosh, people just wanted stuff people, like with your dad. Yeah, your, people your wanted stuff. I was like, oh. no. Oh gosh, no. It was yeah. it was not it was not good. I feel like there was a lot of people that were being opportunists and mm-hmm. I was telling mm-hmm. them I had some really good boundaries and good is that something you learned in your sobriety that's something the I learned boundaries? I learned yeah. a lot of that in my sobriety yeah. but I, I've always learned that from my mother watching her uh-huh. so I always had a really good sense of boundaries mm-hmm. oh good she okay. played a key role in that and what is uh, one memory you have of your mom when she was alive and well and oh, you know, wow. childhood memory that you'd like to share my mother, I remember uh, something kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I remember my very first, my very first uh, martial arts tournament. Mm-hmm. My mom, I remember I got I got first place for doing forms, mm-hmm. and my mom was jumping up and yelling. Uh. She's like, "That's my daughter! She got first place!" Uh. And she like ran out and picked me up and like hugged me, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. yes." How old were you? Oh, geez, I was probably. Nine? Nine. Oh, yeah. what a great memory. Yeah. Yes. So it sounds like she was there for you in a lot of ways. Oh, she was I'm Always on your sideline. Always on my side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. And your brother, is he older or younger? My brother's older. Older. And did he have any kind of relationship with your mom or your dad? Uh, or was he just the older brother? <laughs> um, I mean, definitely the older brother. Mm-hmm. I think he had a close relationship with my father. Mm. Okay. Okay. So he did have someone. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so many people now, the baby boomers especially, mm-hmm. are losing their parents because right. of age and, and all of that. Is there, um, and now you're an orphan. 
I'm an orphan. An Once you become an orphan, there's, there's, we just, there's this club, and yep, yep. I don't care how old you are when you become an orphan, you're, you're an orphan. An orphan. Um, so, are there things that as people are dealing with their aging parents? Any advice you'd like to give, or, or any uh, uh, suggestion that might help them? I think I would tell them mm-hmm. to don't leave anything unsaid. Oh, very wonderful. Yes. If if there's something that is resonating with them, if there's mm-hmm. something they felt guilty about 20 years ago mm-hmm. or 10 minutes ago, talk to them and mm-hmm. tell them. Mm-hmm. And really, if there's anything that's out there that they have shame about, talk to them about that mm-hmm. and try to resolve that. Don't mm-hmm. leave any of those things unsaid. Mm-hmm. I feel um, that's probably that's probably the best advice I can give. And right. also for them to be active in their lives. They right. want to see you. Right. They oh, want to spend yes. time with you. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing because you cannot get that time back. No. It's just so precious spending every moment, you know, with your parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that would be my advice. Yep. And that's really solid advice. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. That. Um, is there, not, not the loss of parents right. in a two-year two period, but were there other things in your life that were complicating how you had an opportunity to deal with grief? Or Oh, geez, yeah. Um, I, I got... I had to file for divorce in 2017. Ooh, yes. So that was going on between, is literally after my mother passed, mm-hmm. and then I filed for divorce, mm-hmm. and then my dad, I filed for divorce, and my divorce went through on May 9th, mm-hmm. and he passed away May 21st. Oh, boy. No, yes. sorry, May 17th, excuse me. Oh, it's even worse. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And we, we actually went out to dinner to celebrate. Oh, well, so sometimes that's what you need to do. Right. Yes, yes. So that was, that happened. Mm-hmm. And then um, two months after my dad had passed away, mm-hmm. my great uncle passed away. Oh, yes. And my great uncle and my dad, they were, they, grew, they were five years apart, so they grew up like brothers. Right, right. Oh, right. Okay. So, mm. oh, I had a lot of moving parts. Right, right. And what did you do for yourself at that time that to help you? deal with all this grief I had a therapist mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time going to meetings I spent a lot of time with friends mm-hmm. just trying to get in the excuse me trying to get in the middle of life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because there was a lot of it where I wanted to just I want to just dump up in a little ball right, right. <laughs> a little ball and not do anything and I yes. don't want to like I don't want an adult today I don't want to mm-hmm. do life today right so that's that's what I was doing mm-hmm and um, so, and your employer was that still a good working relationship, or? Um, no. No. Okay. That, no. Even though they gave you the time with your mom, that right. went south. Right. Mm. That 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 did go south. Mm-hmm. But everything, okay. everything did work out. That did. Okay. Everything worked out though. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's that's rough. I commend you. Thank I you. seriously commend you for staying sober and saying staying true to your the promise you made to your mom with Thank all you. of that. Um, and I had a situation where my dad died. He had cancer, but it was unexpected. Oh. And uh, my husband almost died at that time of a oh. blood infection. And there was this problem and that problem. And I, I remember telling people, well, it's, if we were, uh, uh, it was a good thing we didn't own a dog. 
because right. it wouldn't have gotten hit by a car. Oh. I mean, that's just kind of what was yeah, happening, you know. I, I would tell people the story, if they hadn't seen me in a while, of what was going on, and I'd say, we're a country western song in the making. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh. I, I know what that's like, and it does seem to kind of pile up. Right. pile on you. So what do you do for yourself now? You seem to be like, yeah. to even share the story, and I know you're choked up about it, mm-hmm. I, I would be too, of course, um, but what do you do for yourself that uh, oh. kind of promotes good self-care as, you're, as you go forward with life? Oh, wow. Um, I found it helpful every day mm-hmm. to, I used to journal all the time, mm-hmm. and I kind of, there's a period of time where I stopped journaling. Mm-hmm. I journal more every single day Ah, which has been very helpful I put a lot of like meditation Mm -hmm. into practice that is very helpful just to even sit for five minutes and just breathe in and breathe out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, exercise is helpful Mm -hmm. Uh, therapy is really good talking with your friends and having like a safe person to process things with mm-hmm. that's very Absolutely. good yeah. yes my yes. my friend my best friend she also has lost a parent mm-hmm. too so we both sit there and we talk about that mm-hmm. yes we yes. process the information together mm-hmm. and do you still do martial arts i still practice martial arts mm-hmm. yes. oh very good not, not as much as i should but i still <laughs> yes. i still practice right right well good well thank you so much mary for sharing these stories and your advice and you know like i said so many more of us are going through it yeah. partly because it's the baby boomers age and, right. and so forth i kind of feel like sometimes we're losing our parents and our own friends are starting you know the cancer's cancer diagnoses and so forth so it's it's kind of a creepy time in terms of um, the loss Mm -hmm. but knowing some of these uh, helpful suggestions I just I really appreciate you sharing those and we'll share those with with our community too so thank you Mary for coming today thank you and thank you everyone on the line and we'll be back soon with another episode of Grief Bursts